You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. We've talked a lot about the rovers on Mars and how they've contributed so much to our knowledge and the appeal of that place, that frozen desert, really, mm-hmm. that, uh, that's got the landmass of the Earth. So it's the, it's, if you take away the oceans, it's got the same surface mm-hmm. area as Earth. So a very large place. There's still intriguing possibilities that they want to investigate. You know, could there have been life there in the past? Could there still be remnant uh, microbial life below the surface? Mm-hmm. It's, it's unlike it's still on the surface because it, the surface has got a very, very thin atmosphere. It gets pounded by ultraviolet radiation and interstellar rays and the like it's it's a pretty inhospitable environment mm-hmm. but it is possible maybe that microbes or some other life forms have survived below the surface and this is something that we'll you know we're gonna have to go there probably to, to get below the surface to, yeah. to investigate this properly but we do have some pretty good robotic missions there there's a bunch of orbiters that are all studying the surface and uh, studying the planet studying its atmosphere maven is the most recently arrived nasa spacecraft there the indian space agency has a, an orbiter there uh, the European Space Agency has a couple of orbiters and a Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter is a NASA orbiter with a very high resolution camera that's been studying the surface and the atmosphere for several years. They're all now looking at a weather phenomenon which is a dust storm that is now enveloping a lot of that planet. So it's great for all the orbiters because they are you know, getting this, uh, this meteorological treat to, to study and to look at and mm-hmm. how would this impact a, a future Mars colony? What's going to happen? It's not like the movie The Martian where you have these billowing clouds and stuff the the atmosphere is so thin that even if you have very very strong winds there you're not going to blow a spacecraft over it's yeah. just not going to happen mm-hmm. the issue is for the opportunity rover that's been going for 14 years it was launched 15 years ago it was supposed to last for three months so it's i think it's something like 50 times its warranty yeah. has been exceeded yeah. and and still producing great well it yeah. has been up until recently but what's happened is this very large dust storm has enveloped the area over meridiani planum mm-hmm. where opportunity has been operating that is meaning that the solar panels which it relies on for power, they've gone from being in a bright environment where they were generating plenty of electricity to power the cameras, power the radio communication with, with well, via one of the orbiters back to Earth mm-hmm. and be able to do science, do um, spectral analysis, that mm. sort of stuff of rocks. It's suddenly gone from almost like daylight to pitch blackness on that part of Mars. Yep. And so the solar panels are now getting nothing. They're at a record low. They're getting very, very little mm-hmm. in the way of solar power generation. The other issue is that you get an accumulation of dust, which is a separate problem that's covering the, the solar panels and stopping, Reducing the, stopping the ability yeah. to create energy in the first place. But at the moment, there is very little energy because of this darkness that's descended on the area. They've lost communication with Opportunity mm. in the last week or so. They believe it's entered a, a kind of a safe fault mode where it's detected that its battery levels have gone down below a certain level. So mm-hmm. it turns everything off and it sits there in a dormant state waiting for the sun to come, the back sun out, to come yeah. out, generate some more power, then it fires itself up. Hopefully the mission clock is going so it actually knows what time it is mm-hmm. because then it can send out a predictable communication. Once things brighten up, it gets more power, can actually communicate back with Earth. If it has its mission clock surviving, can working, it needs power to do that. Then the Deep Space Network can listen at particular times, pre-organized times, for that signal. Yep. But if the mission clock has gone, which it might have, then it may 
get enough power to, to power up again, but it'll be sending back a signal to contact Earth at any time, meaning the deep space network, that precious resource that's got to monitor missions all over the solar system, mm-hmm. will have to listen all the time. Yeah, right. I think they'll do that for a while yeah. because it's an important mission. Mm-hmm. It's been going for 15 years. It is still a capable rover. It's still in motion. It's still driving. But it is a worry. Look, they'll look back on that and say it was a hugely successful mission anyway. Yeah. So if it that, fails from now, well, they've still got so much yeah, information. And it's yeah. important also to mention that the, the Curiosity rover at Gale Crater, that's a nuclear-powered rover. Mm-hmm. It's only been there for about six years. It landed in 2012. It is nuclear-powered, so it's not having the same problem. In fact, the dust storm is more concentrated on the other side of the planet, opposite Curiosity, mm-hmm. where Opportunity is. There is a difference in the opacity of the atmosphere that's been noticed from Curiosity. There's, a, there's an increase in tax which is the amount of dust in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to affect the rover's operation. It may cause a little bit of accumulation of dust on camera lenses, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, which might blur their, their so vision. Do you know, is there a particular cleaning method that is used? So is it just air that's uh, the compressed yeah, air that's or something right. that's blown they, off? Well, look, I think maybe they can shake a little bit. Yep. Maybe they can uh, they can hope for a gust of wind because mm-hmm. that, that has been one of the things that's kept opportunity going over the years is these little dust devils that have periodically gone over mm-hmm. the surface of the solar panels on the deck mm-hmm. and cleared them off. And, and that's been the real unpredicted thing when they launched it they only thought they'd get three months because they assumed that the dust would build up and stop the solar panels from being efficient that proved not to be the case they had these regular cleaning events through wind the opportunity rover is actually high up on the rim of a crater at the moment Mm -hmm. so it's in an area which is likely to catch wind it's quite a windy environment so they're not so concerned about dust staying on the solar panels and obscuring them and stopping them from receiving sunlight because they believe they'll get a cleaning event, they'll get a gust of wind. But what they are more concerned about is if if the temperature stays low, if this dust storm hangs around for long enough, then they could lose the rover because it just gets so cold that the systems basically die. Yeah, okay. There are little radioisotope mini heating units on board the Opportunity rover, which do keep things a little bit warmer than mm-hmm. they would be, but it can get really cold on Mars. Unfortunately, that is something that, that's a risk for the Opportunity rover. As I said, uh, Curiosity is fine. For the orbiters, it's a boom in science because they're going to get to witness one of these things with an unprecedented fleet of orbiters, mm. all packed with cameras and sensors that will be able to study it and see how that might play out for future landers there's the 2020 lander which is going to uh, going to be launched in 2020 it's another very large rover like curiosity nuclear powered mm-hmm. it's going to land i think in, in 2021 it's going to do some different science it's going to i think more, look more specifically for life mm-hmm. and possibly even cache samples so there may be impacts from this storm and what they learn about dust storms for that mission as well the other thing that, that's come out recently which we, we touched on last week we ran out of time they have been finding Regular plumes of methane appearing on Mars. Mm. They're seasonal. Whereas before they'd seen them sporadically and thought, well, gee, what was that? What was what was caused that little spike we saw in, in the amount of methane in the atmosphere? Well, they've actually recently identified that these methane releases are happening on a very regular basis. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.